Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. episode of Park Date. I am at the Skyline Park in the hills above Bath, or as I should probably say, Bath, because I'm from Bradford. There's a bench here which has uh, some verse by Eleonora Deuce. If a blade of grass springing up in the fields has power to move you, rejoice, for your soul is alive. That's nice, isn't it? What's also nice is uh, somebody just said, my dog has just been sick. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> which is very polite. Uh, and it's uh, a very nice thing to say. And the dog sick was accordingly avoided. And on the subject of politeness, the guest that you're going to hear in this episode is William Hansen who uh, attempted to make me more well-mannered during our discussion. William is an etiquette expert and spokesman and also the star of the podcast Help, I Sexted My Boss, which he presents with Jordan North uh, from Radio 1. And I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And that's what you can hear now. And as usual, if you like Park Day, please do review and subscribe and follow us on socials at Park Date Podcast. Welcome to Kensington Gardens. I am here with William Hansen. It's a very apt place for us to be. <laughs> After all those scruffy parks in East and South London, we're here uh, in a place which is a little bit nicer. We're yes. looking, looking at the Italian gardens. We're looking at a, a Rolls-Royce ice cream van. Yes, I thought we'd, we'd elevate your podcast just for this particular episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not got... going to any of those seedy parks. It's a luxury park. A luxury park, yes. We can rely on William to uh, uh, to, to show us that. And um, William, you, you mentioned the Italian gardens when we were talking about parks, which we can see in front of us. The, yes. The fountains and this uh, this very ornate architecture. Um, it's very impressive, isn't it? It's nice, yes. We can thank the, the Victorians for putting mm. this in. Um, it's nice. It's looking good today, although we're recording this after the heat wave, so the grass is looking a bit parched. It is a bit dry, isn't um, it? But the Italian gardens, obviously being water-based, still look quite good. Uh, and that's, so that's good. Yeah, that's what we need in this, uh, this sort of un, uh, unusual... Well, maybe it's going to be more usual in the years to come, unfortunately, <laughs> but this. It, yes. it, it, I feel like it was always quite rainy when I was... Uh, when I was a kid in the summer, but it's been very, been a very hot summer, hasn't it? It's been far too warm. Too warm for yes, you, William. It's continental weather. Yeah, uh, and we're not used to it in yeah. this country. I don't like it. Well, Do you're you... looking very dapper well, in your. This in is your... about my fifth outfit of the day. Have <laughs> <laughs> you had to change? I change more times than the royal family in hot weather. <laughs> um, but you, you're looking very nice in a sort of a in a peach-coloured shirt. Aren't Thank you. you? I, yes. I, I, I and actually... jeans. Now, yes. Talk me through the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I just think jeans are a bit hot for this weather. Are they yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do have shorts. I, I never know whether to. I never know whether to wear shorts or not. I actually had them on earlier, but I feel like trousers are a little more formal, aren't they? For I think a trou- you are working, aren't you? Exactly. Yes, yeah. you, you never know. You never know when to get when to get your legs out. But um, I think fine if you're a lifeguard. 
And then, or you're on holiday. And I, and I do, to be honest, I do spend a lot of time around the pool, so I am. Oh, do you? I am kind of in my, in my shorts. Yes, you were at the Lido or something yesterday, weren't you? Always there. Yeah. I was there. Well, I was there yesterday. It was it was getting a bit chaotic. The the police have been oh. called every day for the past four days. People are uh, losing their heads in the heat. Um, normally, it's a very 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 serene place to be, but in the summer, as one yeah. of the lifeguards said to me, it's like silly season. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, well, I'm, I'm glad you're taking with my... I actually wore this peach shirt for you, William. I thought, oh, you might, you? thought yeah, it might be nice. up your street. It's gorgeous. I love it, a peach shirt. Yeah. I don't see them enough. No. <laughs> but we'll, we'll walk down here. It's a bit Portillo almost, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> I won't go that far. I think it's this path. Okay, so we're, we're, so we're going to walk through... I, okay, here's an interesting thing. Cause mm. we, we generally would say this is Hyde Park, but... Yeah. This is kind of like Kensington Gar- the Kensington Gardens yes. within Hyde Park. Yes, isn't and it? I still don't really know where the boundary is. No, I'm not sure about that. I wonder if it's the Serpentine. Um, oh, probably. But we'll we'll have a stroll down here. So William's going to take us to a couple of places that have memories uh, yes. for him. Um, do you remember much about parks when you were growing up, William? Well, the, you... well, we didn't really go to a park in Bristol I grew up in Bristol and mm-hmm. there wasn't I mean there are part, the, the downs famously yeah a huge great big expanse yeah uh, of grass of which we would do various school things and, and walks yeah. um, but the one that that's almost it's a bit like anyone that we, if you grow up with something it just becomes overly familiar and you yeah. sort of forget about it um, but where I am taking you now uh, we would do very regular almost every school holiday Easter Christmas summer sometimes twice in the summer we would come to London uh, and as a younger child sort of between the ages of five and ten this particular place and it is definitely down here I've just seen something to remind me uh, is where I would insist on coming right this is your favourite yes now do you know what's down here I am not certain it's a while since I've been down here is it uh, some kind of animal thing? Is it animal related? Oh, th- well, there are animals. It's a statue. Okay. Uh, and it's a statue too, and it's just just here uh, to Peter Pan. The Peter Pan statue, which is just coming into view now. Which is this lovely uh, bronze-esque statue. And well, I mean, this could be a tribute to us, William, because we both look like we're <laughs> we're about fifteen, don't we? Yes. So. yes. <laughs> Uh, and it's got Peter Pan on the top. Yeah. Uh, and then he's sort of on a on some sort of what, hill. What's this talking statue? Yes, we didn't have this when I was a child. I don't know what this newfangled rubbish is. Here, Peter. Here, Peter. Here. Here. So you can scan your QR code and um, and be amazed. It says. Yeah, be amazed. Or maybe. you can just type in speak to dot co slash Peter. Um, <laughs> it's an option. Exactly. But... I wonder how he sounds. What would Peter Pan's voice? Well, we might have Youngish, to try that. I think. Yeah. As a child, apparently, I used to question why this Peter Pan statue didn't look like the Disney one. It's it's very it's very kind of Germanic, doesn't it? Yes, um, uh, it's a boy in a dress, really. Um, <laughs> a top, a top, a kind of uh, what is that? A sort of mound with rabbits and yes, we'll and call it a hillock. I would yeah. imagine that that sort of there's a a girl, younger girl, kneeling, although she looks absolutely micro yeah. uh, in comparison to Peter Pan. Well, he's I, a giant, isn't he? Yes, I guess that's Wendy. Yes, maybe it's Wendy, exactly. Uh, and then the, we've got the Lost Boys and, oh, and the animals yes. around, is what I'd imagine. So this was something that you really liked when you were little? Yes, and we just come and look at it yeah. and, and stare it's at it. It's very nice, it's very nice. What's he, what, is he playing some kind of... He's got a bugle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing on his blue... Having a blow on the bugle He's in the having, park. Having a blow on the bugle. We've all done that. <laughs> so he is doing that. It's a lovely statue and it, it fills yeah. me with... Yeah, I can remember when I first... I, I, yeah, we were obviously... Yes, I remember. I had made some comment to Mikey, my uh, mm. fiancé, yeah. Years ago, when we were staying in London, we didn't even live in London at the time. I said, "Oh, there's the Peter, Pat- Peter Pan statue somewhere in Hyde Park. I forget where exactly." And he looked it up and took us on a walk without telling me where we were mm. going. And I remember seeing it for the first time in ten, fifteen years and being quite emotional. Yeah. Because we'd come here with my grandparents, neither of whom are, are with us anymore, and with my parents. And it was just nice. Nice to memories. Come Come yeah. with the fiance. That's a very sweet thing of Mikey to, to do, isn't it? Yes, very nice. Yeah. 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 He's a keeper. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Well, it's it's really nice, isn't it, to have those memories exactly. And I mm. I feel like parks are really important when you when you're a child. They're the place that you get taken and yes, you kind of have your first adventures there, don't you? Um, yeah, you do. Yeah, and and this is. Uh, yeah, this is key to it. I wonder if there's a plaque on the other side. Should Let's have, have a look? look. Let's have a look. We're going to go and approach the statue and we'll see uh, see what's around no. there. No, there's nothing. <laughs> I can see a squirrel. Silly QR code. Yeah. Um, what is... There's a, there's a bird hiding. Yeah, there's a bird hiding. What's this, like a, a woodpecker or something? It's a pretty big woodpecker. <laughs> but equally, Wendy's tiny. So, how's your, how's your bird watching skills, really? Not do very you... good, but I do know that's not a woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a large. It could be a woodpecker. Oh, it's got a big, big beak mm. and very large wings. Yeah, very, very big wings. There's also, I always remember being disappointed. I'm still disappointed now. Actually, the memories are coming back. There's no crocodile. And you yes. see, my brother in particular mm. was fascinated with crocodiles. Yeah. I am now fascinated with crocodiles and alligators. Yeah. And I would have carved one in. Yeah personally well i mean we could come back here later and yep. uh get out the carving tools we could <laughs> and be arrested our, yes ourselves. be arrested in high part for a different sort of reason <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to look around the other side let's see on the other side what's no, there there's no plaque there no i can see some parts of it um you know, I've never noticed the mice. Oh yeah, there's some mice mice hiding in the bottom. Yeah, and some songbirds. Mice, so. Yeah. And you can see bits where people have people have been rubbing. People have been rubbing the statue as well. Um, that reminds me of um, the Juliet statue in Florence where her boob has been uh, Molested. She's been repeatedly, repeatedly molested over so many years. Poor Julia. It's really not on. It's and not uh, on. hashtag me too. Yes, exactly. And her 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 lucky boob has been uh, very highly polished. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, it's Rishi oh. and Liz. In case you're wondering, Are we? <laughs> it's Rishi and Liz. Penny Mordant is out. Wow. Just the latest news yeah. from the. Uh, if you're not in in uh, Britain, that's the uh, Conservative. Conservative Party leadership contest. Yes, it's like American Idol. If you're listening to us in America, <laughs> it's, it's our basi- version of that. It's basically the same. Yes. Uh, there's no differences whatsoever. No, exactly. <laughs> so we'll just take a stroll now. We're walking past uh, the Serpentine. Mm. On our left, one of the few... I love a swim, and that's one of the few places in London I've not had a swim. You go in... What? You'd go in there? I'll, 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 if, the, if it's wet, I'll get in it. <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> um. but, but that's one place I've never got. I believe you have to be a member, though. Talking of Tories, Matt Hancock uh, flouted uh, the rules and just, just got in, and he wasn't a member. Silly Billy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um. So, we're, so we're, we're strolling through here. So, William, maybe now's a good time to ask you about um, something which... Uh, one of the things which people might know you for, and that's uh, manners and etiquette. And I, yes. you know, we t- we talked about this um, before, but maybe you could tell us a story of how you became interested in mm. in this area. Well, I, uh, my grandmother, she one of the characters of the Peter Pan statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gave me a book of etiquette when I was twelve. Yeah. And for Christmas, and I reluctantly started to read it because she would just say, "Oh, have you read any of it yet?" I thought, "Well, I'll probably just read a couple of pages, then I can tell her." Oh, you know, and I'll pick some pages in the middle, uh, so she'll think I've read it. And actually, it was quite funny, mm. and I quite enjoyed it. So I ended up reading the whole thing. And then when I was uh, sixteen or seventeen, my school in Bristol. Um, said, oh, we're just needing someone to teach the young years how to set a table um, next Tuesday. Could you do it? And I was still at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh, well, okay. Not really. I don't think that's what I'm meant to be doing. I'm probably meant to be studying for my AS levels, but all right. And so I did that every Tuesday and, and quite enjoyed it. And then they said, okay, now teach them how to shake hands, teach them how to write letters. Um, and unbeknownst to me, this is a sort of career slowly started to blossom. And then got some scout groups heard about me doing it and said, come and talk to us, and some WIs, and the local paper did a thing, and as you all know, you know, one thing leads to another. Is this the Evening Post? This was, yes. 
Uh, well done. Uh, no, no yeah. my local local papers. Uh, it's now just called the Post, it? but it was the Bristol Post yeah. at the time. Yeah. I'm go I'm going to Bristol uh, this weekend. Oh, it's a lovely city. It's a book tour. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, very good. Where are you? Where are you? Uh, I will be doing a talk at a place called Design West, um, which is. Uh, yeah, kind of architecture right. and design uh, oh, place. Nice. Well, Bristol's uh, good for design. Yeah. Also, I also got to talk on BBC Radio Bristol. Oh, who are you is talking it, to? I'm not sure. Because my brother presents breakfast on BBC Radio Bristol. Oh, it's in the afternoon, but that's oh, great. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. okay. Yeah. I'll look out for your brother. Yes. Well, yeah. Be, if you're there after twelve, he'll be gone. <laughs> but <laughs> he just does yeah. a show and leaves. Yeah, show and go. Yeah, <laughs> show and go. Um, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, so you were. Basically, you were basically the William Hague of manners. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Um, but, but yes, then, I guess I was. But, it's, it, but then it's blossomed into something more, hasn't it? And you've, you've kind of... Um, yes. Yeah, made I, it into a really uh, something that's... that's um, well, it beats a proper job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had no idea that this was going to be what it was. Mm. And I thought, oh, I'll do it for... You know, just do it for when I'm at school. I went off to Manchester to read English, and yeah. it was really only when I had just started at Manchester did it start to actually. I got paying clients because mm. for years I wouldn't charge the WIs or the Scout groups anything. Yeah. Um, because I thought, well, there's no need. I'm just yeah. quite happy to do it. Um, but yeah, now sort of 13, 14 years later, we're still at it, and nobody stopped me. And you travel the world, don't you, William? To Yes, usually. The Middle East and China yes. and places like that. Very big in the Asia-Pacific region. Yes. Um, which <laughs> they, is good. They have, have you on posters, don't they, when they you, well, yeah, when you land in the airport? In 2012 or 13, I forget the name of the thing, but there was a report. They, they published, like, it's the Chinese equivalent of the Sunday Times Rich List. Mm-hmm. But it's not to do with money. It's to do. It's it, the direct translation from Mandarin into English is cultural aristocracy. Right. And I believe I was number thirty-two. So it's like a soft power list, really, isn't it? Yes. Um, I, I then the year after was off the list. So <laughs> what did I you dropped, do? I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know, and I'm not convinced about the quality of the how yeah. that list was compiled. But I'm basically aristocracy in China. Well, that's amazing. Yes, that's amazing. Um, um, yeah, so I think it's it's fair to say, well, I mean, we're, we're in this part of London where obviously lots of people from all around the world love to come and mm. people really look up to British heritage and British education and things like the royal family. Yes. And there's that kind of sense that um, a lot of people are very interested in the way that we do things, our culture and our... Uh, yes, yeah, um, we we've developed a way in Britain to sort of overcomplicate things a little bit some, <laughs> sometimes. Um, we think about dinners, yes. of course, table settings, things like that. Yeah, and and you know, compared, I work a lot in the Netherlands, and mm. uh, they're so direct. Yes, they're so direct to the point where I mean, I've worked there for ten years now, pretty much almost with always with the same group of people. And uh, they still will shock me. And I'm like, oh my God, what? Like, I almost I'm come away insulted, whereas I will say, oh, well, I hope you don't mind. If you wouldn't, could we just do this actually? And I'll be so soft about it and gentle. And they'll say, you're asking us to do X in one word when I have used 50 words. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's diplomacy as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah. Um, One of our great exports. Now, what on earth is this? So, this is the Serpentine Pavilion. Right. Um, do you come and look at the Serpentine Pavilion every year, William? No. What this is, every year, a uh, different architect builds a different... Pavilion. Uh, yeah, pavilion. And um, they, they, all look, they all look very unique, and then they export them. Um, after after the event, so I saw one in Tirana last year that had been taken there, and they take them to Germany and other places as well. Um, but it's supposed to be a showcase of um, different uh, different architects. Oh. Um, and well, they and have architect likes holes in roofs. There's a very big hole in the roof. Um, I need to check uh, check who did it. I want to say David Adjay, but I might be completely wrong uh, about that. But they have lots of um, they have lots of parties and... She's uh, come dressed as the 
<laughs> the, the pavilion. There's a woman who does look exactly like the pavilion. Well, she's we, got a hole in the top. <laughs> when you meet people in architecture as well, you realise they all wear black. Oh, right. um, it's like being in Berlin; everyone just wears black. It's kind of like a kind of like a uniform. Um, the, I, I feel like I, I do enjoy the serpentine. I don't know if you ever come to the gallery here. There's always lots of done, yeah. rich Russian heiresses. <laughs> that kind of uh, that kind of feeling. Um, but yeah, so so we we were talking about well, yeah, you in the Netherlands, obviously mm. Dutch, maybe Dutch people are more direct. We have this way of even the way we speak, you know, we we have a way yeah. of meandering to a point. Um, we say, I feel like sorry is probably the word I say the yeah. most. Yes, <laughs> I, I could I could bump into you, but you will say sorry. Exactly, it's a very strange kind of culture that we have, isn't it? Well, and, and at the dinner table, if um, if you know an American or uh, someone from the Netherlands wants something, mm. if like let's say I don't know the potatoes, bowl of potatoes, yeah. you probably just they would probably say pass the potatoes. Mm. Hopefully, they'll be please on the end. Yeah. But in Britain, the, the etiquette manuals and still a lot of, in, in correct society, you don't just say. Chris, can you pass the potatoes, please? Because basically what I'd be saying there is, Chris, you have not seen... Very loud motorbike. <laughs> what I'd be saying there is, Chris, you have not seen that I need the potatoes. How dare you? You have not considered me. So instead, the etiquette is, Chris, would you like any potatoes? And then you might say, oh, no, thank you, William, but would you like some potatoes? Oh, yes, please. And then the potatoes get passed. So we've taken numerous more sentences to, to get the potatoes passed, but I've respected your feelings, even though you were disrespecting mine. Everyone's happy. The potatoes are cold, but everyone's exactly. happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I think the, the thing... I, I've always been interested in the idea of manners and etiquette myself, actually. Mm. And I think, um, f- from a personal point of view, I know... Obviously, you, you do journalism as well, William, and we... Well, not like you do. Well, we, yeah. but we, we met, didn't we, on a, on a trip to New yes. York. And when I found myself first uh, doing those trips and mm. kind of being catapulted into maybe a party at the Serpentine or yeah. a dinner or these trips to different countries, I felt very much out of my depth, I must mm. say. Um, and actually, you need to know how... Uh, to behave in different circumstances, how to put people at their ease, yeah. what is the correct thing to do, do not turn up to a dinner in your swimming shorts. All these, <laughs> oh, all, don't tell me all, you did that. No. <laughs> all these kind of things. And actually, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about, yeah. like, you know, putting people at their ease and, and knowing Well, and having confidence to, as well, so yeah. that if you are going to dinner yeah. at the Serpentine or... Uh, whatever party you you are actually relaxed and have the confidence to go in and, and focus on what does matter and that's chatting with others and yeah. building connections if it's on a date for example and you get served peas you're not sitting there going oh my god how do I eat peas without mm. them firing off into onto yeah. the floor you know what to do thus you can concentrate on building that rapport with the mm-hmm. person sitting opposite you so yeah. etiquette gets a bit of a bad press from time to time and and you know okay sometimes I I might feel that but generally it, it is you know the, the sort of the two sides of my job there's this there's the sort of the frivolous uh, media stuff and then there's mm. the serious training yeah which which you know is is it's got a more serious solid it's message exactly it's it's more it's more subtle isn't it than when uh, you're on this morning uh, teaching yes <laughs> did i want i had one yesterday did i want to go on and talk about should men wear shorts to the office which obviously they shouldn't <laughs> unless they are lifeguards as we previously mentioned but i was unavailable yesterday <laughs> I'm afraid I could not do that. A lot of a lot of people will recognise you, obviously, from uh, from your TV appearances, William. But then, what you've done latterly, which is really interesting to me as well, is the podcast mm. "Sex with My Boss." Yep. Very, very popular podcast, and it obviously shows that people are interested uh, in in these things. Yes, right? there's a glimmer of hope, and I, I, mm. the, the most hopeful moment I've ever had from that podcast, and the idea is to answer all the questions that, let's say your traditional etiquette manuals, yeah. the Debrecht, the Emily Posts in America, um, Kniger, as it's called in Germany, I believe, with a K, uh, that they wouldn't answer. Yeah. You know, so we're not talking about oyster forks, we're talking about what to do if you send a naughty message accidentally to your boss, for yeah. example, and that sort of thing. What, how do you get out of it? Mm. Um, but actually, last year in Bristol, to mention Bristol again, my hometown, when we were doing our live tour for last year, we were in a very uh, 
posh, to, to use a vernacular word, venue, St George's Hall. Mm. Lovely old deconsecrated uh, chapel. Mm-hmm. Normally they have sort of recitals of the Alleluia Chorus, uh, Requiems, that sort of thing. And then they had us, and it's different. <laughs> we only went there because our original venue got burnt to the floor with arson, so we, we were moved. <laughs> right. Anyway, long story. Um, we were there, and the ushers come in, and they're all sort of mm. retirees who sort of help out and get paid a small, small thank you. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, we make quite explicit jokes and quite crude. They're going to be <laughs> absolutely on the floor. And apparently they, they adjusted. But what was nice was our predominantly younger audience, all when they left the building after the show, turned to the ushers, and pretty much all of them said thank you very much mm. and the ushers came up after and said we have some very well educated people that normally come from the older generations from a middle class background come to, to listen to our programme and hardly any of them say thank you yeah. and the fact that our audience our gene divas as we call them all did that unprompted I hadn't said anything on the podcast I, it's almost one of the most proud mo- the proudest moments of my career because that's really what it's all about yeah. it's yeah. just saying thank you and that's that's a really really good way of summing it up, isn't it? I mm. think it's it's about that yeah that kind of respect for for people and yeah making people feel comfortable and that's a lovely lovely yeah. story. Incidentally, the D yes. listeners <laughs> is for Dubonnet. Dubo- yeah, Dubonnet. Dubonnet. You can say Dubonnet. Some people say. Well, this Dubonnet. is something I've wondered about. Americans you... say Dubonnet. Right. Uh, there are three pronunciations. Should we say Dubonnet? We say Dubonnet. Okay. Not Dubonnet. Dubonnet, I can't. I can't. Get Dubonnet. With. Yeah. Um, which is, I believe, the Queen's favourite drink, isn't it? Well, it was the late Queen. Yeah. Well, was it yeah. Queen, the Queen well, Mother's? Queen Mother the Queen Mother's drink. Yeah. She yeah. would have a, a gin and Dubonnet, and it's fairly mm. lethal. It's obviously one part gin, two parts Dubonnet. Mm. There's no mixer in that. Well, otherwise. I was going to say ne- ne- neither of those drinks are a mixer. No. So, but hey, Queen Mother lived to 101, so let's not knock it. Uh, the Queen then adopted it and, mm. and enjoys it although I'm reliably told only has it at lunch times now right. because it's a bit strong for her in the evenings I see so uh, and she you know she's still got queening to do whereas the queen mother just you know yeah could party on <laughs> should we stroll again William? yes in which, which direction di- which direction should we go in I don't I've never gone down there let's go down here memory. let's that go down I here I know because I go to Harrods that way I walk through the park <laughs> um but, what, but this, this what, what's your normal Harrods purchase? I have you? my hair cut there. You have your yes. hair cut in Harrods. I dread to think how much that costs. The same hairdresser as the Princess Royal. <laughs> um, it's not why I go there. I just want to just make that clear. Um, Do you pick up anything from the food hall? Oh, yes. They always have nice things. Truffled ham, egg and chips. That's my new luxury right. thing. In fact, I'm in the mood for it now. Right. Although we're having something else for dinner. Right. I just <laughs> yeah. go and get some truffled ham. Should we, get, should we go and eat that and not... Uh, yeah. You have to tell Mikey. No, we'll sure. We'll sneak one yeah, in yeah, yeah. Okay, before fine. you get home. Yeah, exactly. Yes, go and get some truffled ham from the food counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we do sweet potato wedges at home. Mm-hmm. Do that ourselves. You know, yeah. Don't subcontract to Harrods. Uh, poached eggs. Bit of broccoli. Yeah. Some peas, maybe, which yeah. you can eat nicely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tr- truffled hammock and chips. Absolutely delicious. That's your favourite meal? That's my favourite meal yeah. from, from Harry's. What if, you were, if you were going to come for a park picnic, what would you choose? Ooh. Things that are easy to eat with fingers. Mm. Um, so maybe a sausage roll. Yeah. Um, I don't like s- scotched eggs that much, but that sort of thing. Might get them for others. Yeah. I'm um, a big fan of M&S picnic food. They yeah. have some very nice, what should very I go nice for? things. Oh, the empanadas are nice. Oh. Falafels, those kind of things. Offer up your empanadas in the park. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. Well, it all goes on. The um, what was the other park memory? I said. I said. Yes. There was. There was one that came from. Were we, were we talking about Bristol or here? There was one here. No, wasn't I think there? it's Hyde Park. There was one here. Yeah. And it's going to come back to me any minute. It's a childhoody one. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's not actually this park, but it's a park. Do you want? How do you want to get into this? Tell you, us you're the going story. To edit this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go edit this. Um, we'll just we'll just play it out. It'll be fine. fine. Okay, fine. Um, we could, should we try and do it professionally? I'll do a question. Yes. William, mm. tell yes, us about your park memory of childhood. Oh, oh it's just come to me. <laughs> so, apparently, I can't remember this, but I have been told this. Yeah. Aged three. Mm-hmm. I, oh, that looks... Let's, let's look at this statue, there, yeah. Big statue I agree with you. Put that the looks Peter good. Pan to shame. Um, <laughs> age three, I was in the 
in the care of my grandparents, my yeah. maternal grandparents. My parents had gone away, uh, I think it was just before my brother was born, and my grandparents thought, well, we'll take him to Victoria Park in Bath, mm-hmm. which as you drive into Bath from Bristol is on the left-hand side. And Victoria, it's not, it's not, not anywhere near as big as, as Hyde Park or Kensington Gardens, but it's, most of it is a huge children's playground. Mm-hmm. It is... It is, in effect, the, the Bath equivalent of Disneyland for children. It is so exciting. Disneyland I, Bath. Disneyland Bath. And I drive past it even today when I'm back in the southwest. Yeah. And it does look very, very exciting. And apparently I was taken there. They were, you know, hyping me up in the car. They unbuckled my seatbelt or whatever it is in the pram. And I just didn't move. And I just looked at it with apparent utter disgust and sat there for an hour. Didn't yeah. get out once. And then asked to go home. That was it. I didn't want to play with the other children. Oh, dear. I thought it was all a bit beneath me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a formative moment, I think. Victoria Park. Victoria Park. I'm so sorry, because it does look great fun. Yeah. Um, and if I ever have children, then I, I might take them there. See if they like it there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they, <laughs> they might all think it's a bit common as well. Or maybe you could take Jordan there. Maybe he'd enjoy it. Yes, well, he, ha- he, ha- he is like a child. Exactly. Yes. So... <laughs> Uh, but in the nicest possible way. <laughs> but also, it would be a bit dodged to take a, a 30-year-old there when there probably are other children. <laughs> so I think we might get we might get some funny looks. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, go, go back to the podcast. Mm. Um, I think one of the... Obviously, people are interested in... I think in, in manners and, and etiquette, but what they're also interested in is the relationship between you and Jordan. Like, that's mm. the... That's one of the things that makes it work so well, isn't it? Now, I'm it? going you, to ask you, Chris... You guys are funny. For the benefit of listeners that don't know who Jordan mm-hmm. is or what sort of personality Jordan has, <laughs> I'm going to let you fall into this booby trap. <laughs> Describe Jordan for everyone. Well, in case I might be able to get him on a future episode <laughs> of the podcast, <laughs> yes. I would say a very talented broadcaster. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, lots of <laughs> Describe his... How does he sound? Chris? He's... He's got he's got a very very sweet voice. Oh, stop it! <laughs> um, for for people that don't that don't know, Jordan uh, Jordan um, is a I believe still on Radio One, right? Radio One presenter. Yes, and as of, he's on as we speak. He's on right now in yep. the afternoon on uh, BBC Radio, radio One, and um, you can just you you just call it Radio One. <laughs> No, 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 I'm not even joking. No, like, BBC. They don't like the BBC bit. <laughs> so I don't know why, because you are part of the BBC who funds you, Yeah. but you just say Radio 1. Yeah, I, th- I, I think maybe maybe that's a hangover from... Uh, Back well, when from, we were when, listening to when it. We were, when yeah. we were listening to it, I remember also, I used to write in for competitions, I remember <gasps> the, the postcode, it was do- London W1N4DJ, and I oh, loved well done. that it was DJ in the yes. postcode. Very I good. I thought that was very good. So yeah, Jordan's on... Radio 1 now, and people will probably remember him from I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here as well, which he won, didn't he? No, he didn't. Did he but not it's win? very interesting you said that. He came second. Ah, but, you yes, see, you're right. Came history second. is a fickle beast. It's like people think Ollie Murs won the X Factor. Yes. He didn't. The slippery notion of truth, which we've talked about before. Lovely view of Kensington Palace, we so we, point out. We can see Kensington Palace, and there's a. I've just thought of another memory. Should we walk? Let's walk yes, down let's here. Walk in that direction. Which, William, you, you know more about the royal family than me. Yeah. Is it, uh, did Kate and Wills live here? Uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, live, yes, <laughs> live, live there. Uh, in amongst many of their other residences. Uh, that's their London base. Uh, we also have Prince and Princess Michael of Kent. Uh, mm-hmm. The Gloucesters are no longer there. The Duke and Duchess of Kent is still here. Mm-hmm. Um, Princess usually was here but she's not and Harry and Meghan briefly they lived here didn't here. they, they were bit. here before they went off to Frogmore Cottage in Windsor in Windsor yeah. and then obviously to uh, to Montecito yes after that <laughs> uh, but yes Kensington Palace uh, and it was where Queen Victoria became Queen she was in this building I believe when she became Queen yes and then she moved she moved on into Buckingham Palace and put that front of Buckingham Palace on that you see now with the balcony that wasn't there originally but she was having such a large family with Albert obviously the days before television mm. so they had nothing else to do and they created this family and so had to put this this entire front facade on but yes Kensington Palace is where she was before then and I believe uh, I believe the Queen doesn't really like Buckingham Palace does she? No 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 she, she can't stand it really she's not, she's not very happy to be there she loves Balmoral doesn't she? she, she loves likes Sandringham Windsor. she likes all of them 
not Buckingham Palace. <laughs> but it's the office. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You, you probably work from home now, but have you ever had a, a static office? I I do I do work from home, and in fact, my house is a lot like Buckingham Palace. Is you, it? You'll have to come round. Yes, sometime. good. I will. I you'll will. Be, I'm into you'll, you'll be you'll be very surprised. You come over for dinner. I'll I'll do the truffled ham, yes, egg and chips for you for you and Mikey, and you can see how huge my house is because we both know when you work in the media you earn insanely large wages. Oh my it's, gosh! You, you know, people talk about working. Madonna in the, and I were having this chat yesterday. People well, talk about working in the city. We earn way more than most people. Oh gosh! <laughs> in fact, that's my helicopter. You can hear. Oh, is it? It's coming, do we need coming, to go? It's coming coming to pick me up. Um, Tell it to circle. <laughs> yes, I I actually did uh, in a in a past life. I worked uh, for Metro, and I did work oh, in yeah. work in the office there. Well, imagine um, well, that, going back to the Queen. It's like going to bed at Metro. Yes. Like it would be. Of course, of course, you'd hate it. In all seriousness, that could be a royal helicopter about to it, land. I think it might be. It's very very loud and very very near, isn't it? Um, what's see it yet. You can definitely hear something. It is coming from the vague right yeah. I mean, I know sound is a bit... We, we might be about to spot a glimpse of, uh, of some royal family members, perhaps. Yes. They don't want to drive, do they? There's too much traffic. No, they want yes. to be in their Princess Anne's probably going to get her hair done. <laughs> Take the chopper to Harrods. <laughs> Not that it's that far. So we're now in front of... The Round Pond, isn't the it? The Round Pond in front of Kensington mm. Palace. Yeah. And actually, although it was on the other side, I can remember in 2015, I was looking after some uh, ladies from China who uh, were on a sort of a, just a come and learn about Britain type experience and obviously Etiquette was part of that and I was, I was asked to look after them for a couple of days mm. we, were, we had done a, t- a private tour of the State Departments of Kensington Palace and just before that they had also bought a lot of very ex- very expensive hats from Rachel Trevor Morgan who is one of the Queen's milliners in St James's and they had decided to wear one of their hats to Kensington Palace and it was a day a bit like this and it was a bit blowy as, as you can hear, listeners, yes. it's rather windy. And uh, we were standing, sort of the equivalent here, but the other side of the, of the pond. I think I can see where this might be going. And of course, they weren't. They hadn't secured their hats with hat pins, which is correct, because just for this sort of reason. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're having a photograph taken. I'm taking a photograph. One of these ladies' hats, which I think was about seven thousand pounds, blew off into, <laughs> into the, pond. the round pond. And I, of course, because these were VIP clients, found myself lying. <laughs> on the edge of the pond trying to hook this hat back before one of the swans who are lurking somewhere mm-hmm. uh, got me all the hat I, I succeeded <laughs> a kind of fairground game <laughs> but that, that's my memory of this, of this particular pool so of water you, you really went above and beyond to, to save the hat indeed yes I then after that the other memory that's now coming back to me is we then went to the Queen's Gallery which is to the side of Buckingham Palace beautiful art collection yeah Every, you, know, every, you name it, they've got it in terms of uh, artists, beautiful canalettos in particular. Mm-hmm. They spent ten minutes looking at the gallery, and they spent an hour and a half in the gift shop. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water. <laughs> they, spent, they spent, I think they spent about £10,000 in, in that gift shop. We were, I, I'm still known intimately by the staff there. And also, with all due respect to the Queen, in that gift shop, 10, that's, that really is going some. Because it is largely tat. It's tat with a crown on it, but it's tat. But they've somewhere in some home in Guangzhou. There's, there are a lot of Buckingham Palace tea towels. <laughs> Buckingham Palace tea towels. If you could see William's face when he was telling that anecdote, mm. it's priceless. One of the things that makes me laugh yes. about you, William, is you have a very expressive face. And do I? You, your delivery is very, very good. Okay, thank and you. But it's the silences that get me, when, especially when you're on TV and they're asking you to do something, and just, you're sitting there like... Silence <laughs> is very powerful. It's very powerful. People are afraid of silence. Radio, radio stations like Radio 1 uh, have to put these musical beds underneath people. Fill every silence. To fill every silence. And, OK, as a youth station, maybe that's what the yeah. youth want. I don't know, but... I, I grew up as a child driving to school. Not I me mean, personally. I not drive. My father would drive. What kind of person <laughs> lets their child drive a car? <laughs> no, no. 
being driven, but we would always listen to Cherry Wogan. Yeah. Master radio of Silence. Yeah, BBC Radio. You can say BBC Radio too. That's <laughs> BBC fine. They haven't, radio they haven't ditched that bit. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Master of Silence. So I'm. Let's ha- let's have a moment's silence now. Okay. Yes. We never have silence listen in a podcast. Geese. No. We'll listen to the. We'll have a little look around for a second. 
he also can't pronounce his THs, mm-hmm. and I just said North Cliff House because I've spent quite a long lot of time with Jordan fairly recently. And I think it's does he say Does he say his name as uh, North? Jordan? No, he can say... Bizarrely, he can say Jordan North absolutely fine. Yeah. But uh, Fort, Fink, sometimes. He's not that bad, but <laughs> they'll, they'll slip in. So I just caught myself becoming a bit Jordan. And you do blend it. If you, if you listen to someone long enough or spend enough time, you do start yeah, to copy. You become like the same person, don't you? It's, it happens in relationships. You find yourself saying the yes. catchphrases of... Of the other person and kind of talking, talking like them as well. It's very, uh, yes, exactly. very interesting. Um, well, here's a here's a fun fact as well. I'm actually mm. from the north, William. Oh, really? I find accents Which quite. Bit? Well, I'm from Bradford. You're and from Bradford. Okay, fine. I, I my my family moved away, which is why I don't sound like I'm from Yorkshire. No one believes I'm from Yorkshire. Whereas if I call my my parents, um, they you know have a very very thick. A very sweet Yorkshire accent. Which, turn into Alan Bennett. Which, you? <laughs> all right, mum. Yeah, and, and it, it, it's strange, isn't it? People, um, um, yeah. Sometimes uh, we lo- we lose our accent. Sometimes we want to kind of uh, sound sound different. But the thing with accents, I think, is very interesting in the United Kingdom because mm. we have so many different accents. A we Burnley do. accent is very different to a Bradford accent, even though they're very you, near yeah, to not each miles other. Apart, no. But yeah, very different. It's very interesting that. Yes, gosh, we are standing on the spot of the hat moment. Is this where it happened? I want to get my hat gate. Is this the swan? Is this the swan that tried to? That potentially uh, could be. He's, he's, he's got his eye on something. Should we take? Should we take a photo in a here? Way. I bet you because I can. So William's got his phone out. We're going to see uh, if we can pinpoint where this happened. What time of year was it? It was May, twenty fifteen. Hold on, is that how you search a photo by date? I didn't you know, know when it was. Was it before or after Paris? Mikey, sorry, this is so dull. It's all Paris. Mikey might want to actually tell me. Do you know what? I think it was June. No. We go, we're going back in time to June 2015. No, I don't think it was. Oh, well, let's just search Kensington Palace. If I find it, I'll send it. Send it to me. We'll put it up. I, I know I've got it somewhere. We'll put it up I've certainly got the photo. The photo we were taking <laughs> pre-hat flying off. We'll t- we'll put the photo on the website so you can see uh, see where this happened. Um, and for uh, for people that don't know, um, obviously you've told this story before, but remind everyone where you and Jordan met, William. What was the well, catalyst we, for your friendship? We met in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, it was about 2011, and I was a guest on uh, the evening show on Radio 5 Live, BBC Radio 5 Live, <laughs> which actually I think is also just called 5 Live. Yeah. So they've dropped the, both the BBC and the radio. Mm-hmm. So they're just 5 Live. And um, we were, I, I was the guest, and Jordan was on work experience. Back in the day, I was the talent, okay? <laughs> Halcyon days, when, when a very different sort of kettle of fish now. And Jordan was in charge of greeting me and showing me into the studio, making me teas, a cup of tea, yeah. exactly. And uh, anyway, he was very funny. And supposedly, I was amusing to him. We both made each other laugh. He showed me out the building, and there were very long corridors in that old BBC, now demolished, but now this is pre-media city. So this was the BBC on Oxford Road, right? Yes. Yeah, old BBC Man. Yeah, and they, BBC they were North. Yes, yes, they were moving out, so it was very derelict, right. really. And uh, long corridors, so we had a long opportunity to chat. Mm. And I think had those corridors been shorter, I probably wouldn't have sort of become his friend. Uh, anyway, we chatted. Said goodbye, thought, well, we won't keep in touch, but, you know, he was nice. And then about three months later, he moved in with some of my friends from university. Oh. And we looked at him, oh, it's you! Yes, it's you, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> and, uh, and then sort of it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> and what, what made you guys think that doing a podcast would be uh, the thing to do? Well, our, our friend Stuart runs a production company called Audio Always, mm-hmm. and 
he and I had done some Radio 4 documentaries together, BBC Radio 4 documentaries, uh, a few years ago, a few years before the podcast. And we were having a, a planning meeting. Just sidestep a goose. It's <laughs> a lot of waterfowl yes. here. Um, we, we were having a planning meeting to see what else we could pitch. And he mm. said to me, off, off the cuff, he went, oh, podcasts are sort of coming back. Mm. This was five years ago or so. Um, I've got this radio studio sitting there that doesn't do anything for most afternoons. Busy in the mornings, not in the afternoons. Why don't we just do ten episodes and see what we can just, as yeah. a demo. Well, 282 episodes later, <laughs> it's still going. So, um, yeah. And it's proved, it's proved very popular, and the live tours are testament to that as well. The fact that you guys have gone on these tours, you're filling, uh, filling theatres. People are very... Uh, well, um, we, are, we are stunned, and it will all end tomorrow. I mean, it will, it will all, I'm sure, stop. Um, but at the moment, it's, we're still going, yes. We've just yeah. finished the 2022 tour. Yeah. Uh, climaxing at the uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire. Which is a large venue. Which is the large venue, and it was, it was yeah. a lovely, lovely venue. I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of bands there. It's um, yes, yeah, very very big. Our tour manager said he'd never seen them with seats in in the, mm-hmm. in the central section. Yeah, he, he normally does bands. Yeah, rather than us. But um, and this this latest tour was your stag yeah, party, that, wasn't it, to that, celebrate you and um, <laughs> Mikey getting you and married. Mikey's impending nuptials. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've I've famously never been on a stag do other mm-hmm. than these ones for for sex dudes. Yeah. Um, there is a meme that does the rounds every six months on things like the Archbishop of Banterbury account, uh, <laughs> Lad Bible, etc. Where I once did a debate on this morning, going back to something we were talking about, about mm. whether stag do's were awful or, com- or common, as I was saying, or classy mm. yeah. or fun. And they had a Jordan esque character. In fact, they had someone on who, quite frankly, makes Jordan look like um, the Duke of Cambridge. Um, <laughs> who thought stag do's were mint and I thought stag do's were common <laughs> and ghastly and uncouth and this, this meme of the both of us mm. sort of with our name straps summarising our views does the rounds so thus getting married Jordan and our producer Ben decided that I should I should thus have a stag do mm. and not only one I had nine you've had a lot of stag do's yes. haven't you and how did you find them? Has, has it changed your mind about stag do's, William? No. No, no, they're, they're still pretty awful. Uh, poor old... Uh, helicopter Helicopter's again. back. But we never saw it. No. We're waiting to see uh, someone important being airlifted. Maybe they needed to go back for the loo. <laughs> that or they forgot it. their keys or something. Um, so, yes, uh, no, it hasn't really. I, I still... Well, I, I've got some neighbours are getting married. In fact, both my well, all my neighbours actually in my block of flats seem to be getting married. Something There's a lot of marriages in. Yeah, one... I know. I, I started it. Um, <laughs> one place. I was the first, and I have a feeling I might be invited on stag or hens or whatever. And I really have. A, I mean, oh. I used to have a blanket policy. No, William. Now here's well, maybe here's something you can help me with. As okay. as uh, I I feel like well. But, I mean, pe- people are going to be listening to this, but what the hell? We all need to get out of certain, uh, certain yes. situations, certain scenarios. What do you not want to go what to, Chris? I, <laughs> like you, William, you know, you, you get, a lot of in, get a lot of invites mm, to things. You yeah. just want to go to them. In this case, say you don't want to go on the stag do, what would be a, what would be a very polite way of uh, extricating yourself from that well, invite? So, so we for tell, this, tell yeah. the truth or a kind of white lie? No. And I, th- and I think we are in the need... You know, honesty is obviously great. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all for honest, honesty. You don't yeah. necessarily need to lie. But also, you don't need to tell too much. Mm-hmm. Now, if we look at old school etiquette, if you were formally replying to a written invitation by hand, mm-hmm. where you would put, you know, Mr William Hanson, thanks, Mr Christopher Beanland for his kind invitation to blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. At the end, whether you were saying if you're going or not, you would just put... <laughs> no. Oh, oh. We're, oh. we're about to see a helicopter. Here we go. What colour is it? It looks... I can't see. It's a silhouette at the moment. Black, maybe. I think it's a royal one. Yeah, I think so. It's a royal helicopter. Yep. Sabotaging this podcast. Flying over towards the west, maybe towards Windsor. Yeah, potentially to Windsor. Mm. 
I wonder who's in that. There we go. Yeah. Special special guest. So uh, yeah, you were saying when when you would do handwritten notes. Yes, you would. And 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 then if you could go, you'd put da da da, and has much pleasure in accepting. Mm. Or if you couldn't go, you'd put and regrettably cannot attend. Yeah. The etiquette was you didn't need to say why. And I still think that stands today. If you invite me to, for dinner next next weekend, I'll obviously go. Oh, thank you so much indeed. Um, I'm so sorry I can't come. Or I'm so sorry I can't yeah. make it. Yeah. Full stop. I don't need to go on. You don't need to mm. know why. Mm. Or I'm so sorry I've got other plans. Yeah. Um, you don't now. Obviously, look. You know, if it's if it's uh, you know if my brother invited me to something, I probably would give him the courtesy of telling him why. <laughs> Um, like his wedding. Yeah, I, I, well, yes. I can't come. <laughs> so, just absolutely can't stand it. Uh, that, that sort of thing. Um, but I would. You don't really need to say why. Right. So yeah, no, no, no excuses. Just yeah. Yeah, and obviously, if you keep saying no to the same person, they might, might, you know, mm. might get the get the ump. Yeah. But I, I think you just. I'm so sorry. But have you already said yes? Um. I, uh, I, I, I kind of think of a hyper, hypothetical situation, but yeah. say if there was an occasion where I had said yes, but mm. I did want to get out something, uh, what, what would be the, uh, what would be the thing to do then? Um, well, of course, COVID has been a great excuse. <laughs> I've got COVID. I can't come. I've got COVID. Uh, or no one could COVID, argue with it. No, or monkeypox. You could say. <laughs> monkeypox. Um, so I mean that's it's quite extreme. Isn't it is it? quite extreme. I feel like I feel like monkeypox sounds it kind of, it kind of more dramatic yeah. and slightly less believable as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, the, at school, it, I, I think I think in my case, a lot of eyebrows would be raised about how, why. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> what's, what's taken place? Well, well, then just suck it up and go to the event. <laughs> Okay, what do you want? You can't have your cake and eat it, Chris. It was actually a conference about monkeypox. That was, that was the thing. That's the thing I want to get out of. Be so, the keynote speaker. Exactly. It's going to be hard to get out of that. Um, one. I uh, at school, I I, did, I hadn't done my uh, AS level yeah. English essay on. You were te- teaching too many people manners, weren't I was, you? That was, was a problem. Busy. Yeah. And I didn't really like as you like it, mm. which we used to call AS. You like it. Um, <laughs> schoolboy humour I like it and uh, anyway my friend Ashley suggested in order to get out of it because sometimes the more outlandish excuses are the best uh, explain that my parents house or my family house had chronic subsidence or subsidence (laughs) okay now for the devotees of comedy it's all about the details what makes this joke funny is the word chronic chronic yeah. Chronic substance. That's what substance is funny. Chronic substance yeah. is even funnier. And so I went in and told. And if Mr. Morris is listening to this, I'm so sorry. Sorry, I Mr. Went, Morris. I went in to Mr. Morris and I'm so sorry, but you know we've it's been a very difficult time. We've got chronic substance. And uh, about to just add, and I don't know. I can't remember whether Ashley spurred me on to say yeah. this or not, or whether I added this little bit of detail about 15 minutes into the lesson. I checked my phone, and we ju- phones were just about a thing. Mm. They hadn't quite been banned in classrooms yet, yeah. because no one really knew about them. And I just sighed and said to Mr. Morris, when who noticed that something was wrong, I went, there goes the study. <laughs> I don't... Qu- and Mr. Morris did genuinely seem very concerned. <laughs> and there we also have a potential title for your memoirs, really. Yes, there goes the study. Volume, volume one of the William Hansen Diaries. You up to the age of 18, there goes the study. Yeah. Um, so, right. Yeah. So, yes, so sometimes outlandish excuses mm. work, and if you mm. say it with enough conviction, and I feel that you are the sort of person that would be I, able to say something. I can't people. lie, actually. Oh, can you not no, lie? No, no, oh. I'm very, very, very bad liar. Very bad liar. I, I give off all the... Uh, what are your we, tells? We see, yeah, we say tells, don't we? Yeah. You know, t- nose-touching, ear-touching. Ear touching, Sounding unsure, I'm extremely bad. Well, that's a night. That's a night. That's an attractive quality, and to, to you know, yes. with relationships and yeah. friendships. You can you can believe me exactly. Yeah, not not the best. Yeah, if I'm lying, I just become like, um, yes. I, oh uh, no. do, you know, it's very very easy to spot. Very easy to spot. Yeah. Um, 
Right, okay, well, we know, we know that. Um, w- one thing that kind of interests me mm. about British people as well is that way, we talk about events and invitations, the way <laughs> you see, again, I'm so, if I've done this to you, I cannot apologise enough, but you know when you see someone and you have a very short chat with them and you say, oh, we must get a coffee. Yes. And you have absolutely no, no intention yeah. of ever having a coffee with that person yeah. for the rest of your life. Yes. But there's something that kind of compels you which I feel is like a kind of politeness thing. Like it's, you know, I feel like it's, it sounds nice mm, mm. <laughs> to say that. And by the way, uh, if I've, I, if I've said to you that I want to have a coffee with you, the chances are I actually do. Yes. Um, well, I think con- context matters. Exactly. Yeah. Don't <laughs> tell anyone I'm due to have a coffee with in the next few weeks. Don't overthink it. I do so want to... Little pencil mark, I... he'll probably cancel. <laughs> I do want to be there. If he phones up and says he's got monkeypox, <laughs> the friendship's over. <laughs> but yeah, it does, it does amuse me. that It seems like quite a common English thing that, oh yes, we must meet up. <laughs> we're never going to. We're never going we to meet up. Yeah. Um, why do we do that? Do you think we? Do you think well, we're, just because we're too. Are we too polite? Yeah, are I we think we polite? can be too polite. Yeah, yeah. I, think I wonder about that. There, yeah. That is such a thing. Um, Oscar Wilde obviously has, obviously he had a good quote. I mean, he barely shut up. There's quotes quotes about everything from Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. But he had a quote that a gentleman is never unknowingly rude. And it's I probably if I ever do another book, I'm going to have that as as the inner yeah. Yeah. sort of you know the whole bit just before you start the book because actually particularly in this day and age where people are actually quite rude sometimes it's okay to be rude back if they are rude to you fire with fire and all that right um obviously there's you know you don't sink below their level but you can certainly sometimes match their level Mm. um depending on what that level is Mm. so yes don't don't feel the need to be too polite but i mean it's a good it's a good default to be too polite yeah but sometimes it can. You can come a cropper. You can do. <laughs> I think my monkey box events would definitely, <laughs> definitely lead me to come a cropper. Um, well, look, if anyone's got any um, any problems uh, or any any uh, questions for William, maybe uh, if you send them send them in, he might be kind enough to, to give oh, us yes. give us a, give us an answer. So do do let us know. And we've returned to where we started, we've which I think to is the Italian garden. We can see the Italian gardens again. It's very beautiful. It's probably a great place to finish William what do you think what's a polite way to end a podcast how should we well we'll see each other for a coffee soon (laughs) (laughs) see you for a coffee (laughs) bye (laughs) I'll never see you again bye bitch no No. Uh, well you obviously I would say thank you so much for having Mm -hmm. me it's been lovely Uh, I've very much enjoyed it and thank you for coming I've done some good exercise how many steps have you got Uh, oh have I done hang on stop that walk yeah. Well, apparently that was only 31 minutes, but I think that was that wasn't because we've been going longer. for longer. But I think the watch kicked in a bit yeah. slowly. Yeah. But what am I? What's my steps for today? What are we up to? 10, oh, 10,869. So that's, that's not good. that's not terrible. Perfect. Because Will- yesterday was static, so we're making up for <laughs> anything's yeah. better than that. William Hanson, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed our uh, walk through Kensington Gardens. It's been nice, hasn't it? Yes, it's nice to see you in a park in daytime. <laughs> William, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Cheers. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Park Date. Um, There's lots more where that came from, and there'll be more in the future as well. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review, um, good or bad, make them funny I'll be reading out the best ones and there'll be a prize for the one that makes me laugh the most name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcasts from check out our website parkdate.co.uk and um, if you see me walking around in a park come and say hello I think that was the sound of someone sneezing um Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Coming up on the next episode of Park Date, Mary Berry, live from Bath. Mary, um, thank you for uh, talking to me. What's your favourite park in Bath? Oh, my favourite park isn't in Bath. My favourite park is actually Victoria Park in London. 
um, you see me and the girls really like going to field day festival and um, the advantage of being a baker is that I can just make some hash cakes and, and bring them in and no one suspects a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you sounded like that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.